Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well done. Thank you. Well done, thank, you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Sli- slightly aggressive, that. Um, thank you very much. Uh, that was uh, Neil's round of applause for today. Uh, well done, you. And come on, 2-0, 2-0, 2-0, 2-0, 2-0, 2-0, 2-0, 2-0, 2-0, 2-0, 2-0, 2-0, 2-0, 2-0, 2-0, 2-0, 2-0, 2-0, 2-0, 2-
um, you know, yeah. grandfather issues Thank from you. past history and Thank that, innit? For I mean, saying. What, what's so difficult to understand? Thank you. That's what we're all thinking. A uh, special hello to Neil and Pablo. Uh, and thanks very much indeed for those. Uh, good morning to uh, lots of you uh, watching online. It's youtube.com slash nottodaypod. Don't forget, if you want to watch this, go out live on Mondays and Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Uh, but hello, uh, hello, Owen. Hello, Barney. Uh, hello, uh, Martin. It's nice to have you all here. Um, I thought perhaps we could talk briefly about uh, GB News. It's not, there's no Schaden, it's not Schadenfreude. Oh, yeah, you're using German words, are oh, you? might talk about 2 0. 2 0. No, we talk about uh, GB News News. Uh, viewing figures for GB News, I'm sure you've seen this, uh, have fallen lower than those for Paw Patrol reruns in Welsh. Uh, S4C, Channel 4 Cymru, is uh, doing better, like five times better with reruns of Patrol Powenai. 161,000 viewers of that to 32,000 viewers for the Great British Breakfast. And that's that's doing good. The post-breakfast show, I can't remember the name of it, 11,000. Um, I've got more Twitter followers than that. And I'm not doing well at all. And you sort of wonder, don't you? Like, what, what next? Simon McCoy has now burnt his bridges. You know, what's, what's next, Simon? What's the play? Should have taken that lunch with the guy at Classic FM. Rapidly, he's turning into the next Ted Rogers, I think, who used to lament the passing of 321, saying, well, we were pulling in 10 million views. You get half of that now and it's a miracle. Ted, when 321 was on, how many channels were there on, on, on in, in Britain? Three, two, one. Three. How you didn't have half the population watching should be a source of shame. And uh, Andrew Neil is now on indefinite leave. I suppose grape harvesting season's coming in France, isn't it? Uh, he said, that's it for tonight and from me for the next few weeks. But I leave you in the safe and professional hands of Colin Brazier. I don't think I want to think about Colin Brazier's hands. Hasn't he got like 400 million children? Uh, but he, sa- he says, Andrew Neil, he says, I'll be back when you least expect it. That would be ever, Andrew. I don't think he's coming back. I think he's trying to figure out where to go next with the rest of them. Which does beg the broader question, what happens next? Because that channel's now going to be losing money quite hard and quite fast. And whose money is it losing? Uh, I thought it's worth remembering who's putting money into this patriotic Britain for the British venture. Uh, One clue... Not so much people based in Britain. I've uh, been reading up on this uh, from Tribune magazine. I think you know, but it's always kind of worth going over it again. Uh, John Malone's Discovery Channel is one leading investor. Uh, that's American, isn't it? Uh, but other investors are sort of politically investing. Uh, Legatum, an international investment firm based in the Dubai International Financial Center. That's a tax-free zone in the United Arab Emirates. It's a registered charity in the UK. Aren't they doing well on the tax front? Uh, they are currently GB News's co-lead investor. Uh, they put reportedly £20 million into the initial initial £60 million pounds, uh, of funds raised. Uh, Legatum is run by Christopher Chandler, 
Uh, he made his money investing in emerging markets. That's uh, stripping and privatizing all of Russia's assets in the 1990s. Um, he's a New Zealander working in the Middle East. Uh, no prior involvement in broadcasting. Looks good to me. Looks good to me, mate. Uh, looks terrible, mate. Um, but uh, so the Legatum Institute, uh, they have something like 2.2 million quid income a year um, and uh, has well-known access to Tory ministers. Uh, pushed for a hard Brexit, um, free trade and deregulation. Um, speaking to Tribune uh, magazine, they said... Uh, uh, we invested in GB News because we support its mission to include unheard and underserved voices in the national conversation, especially in hard-to-reach communities. Um, how's that news channel for people who don't watch news channels? Working out for you guys. It's a tax write-off. It's a tax write-off, maybe. Um, also investing, second biggest investor possibly, uh, reported £10 million put into it, uh, is Paul Marshall. He's a hedge fund boss. Uh, he shorted stocks uh, and attracted the ire of the governor of the Bank of England, Andrew Bailey, for shorting uh, on the health of companies that would be hit by COVID-19. Shorting is just gambling. It is literally placing a, placing a bet that something's going to go down in value. It's a way of making money out of other people failing. Um, you know, traditionally, you'd invest in a company, you buy shares. That would help finance the company. And as the company did well, so would your share. Um, shorting is literally going to Labrooks, effectively, and saying, I reckon that company's going to fold and I'm going to put some money down on it. It's, it's, it's a very morally questionable way of making money. And he, when COVID hit, just bet hard on TUI, the travel firm, uh, going to the wall. Um, so that's nice. Uh, Andrew Bailey told the BBC, uh, he said, uh, anybody who says I can make a load of money by shorting, which might not be frankly in the interest of the economy, the interest of the people, just stop what you're doing. The governor of the Bank of England said that. Anyway, back to Paul Marshall, the shorter. Hey, shorty. Um, his investment is separate from his head fund business. Um, but uh, Tribune magazine observes that uh, when one of the main investors in GB News runs a company which exploited the pandemic by succeeding when British firms failed, don't be surprised when that's the kind of behaviour that the news channel defends. Uh, he's also found a publisher of the website Unheard, which tries to promote culture war themes. It's worth uh, reading Mick Wright, Broken Bottle Boy's take on Unheard. <laughs> um, they complain about woke bullies forcing show trials on the public and... Uh, Big fans of patriotism and social conservatism. And I would like to just say, as an intersectional feminist vegan, uh, I demand not to be known henceforth as a snowflake, but as a nutritional yeast flake. Thank you very much. Um, Unheard promoted a QAnon-style conspiracy theory that one of the women arrested at the Sarah Everard vigil on Clapham Common was a crisis actor. Uh, so this all comes to the question of... What happens to GB News Channel? Um, what are its assets? It's got uh, it's got a place on the digital broadcasting platform uh, and about 20 iPhones, as far as I can tell. But, you know, that channel space, it's worth having. It is an asset. Um, I've been part of several startup radio and TV channels in my time, um, and I like to think that I've made my own modest contribution to their quite rapid demise. Um but the clock is, is, is ticking now, I think, for GB News. I'm saying dead by Christmas. Got the life expectancy of a turkey now. Um, 
but that something may well take its place. There may be a relaunch. Typically, what I have found happened, and this happened with 106FM in Nottingham, it happened with Viva Radio in London, uh, even with Nuts TV uh, and the old Radio 5. I shut them all down. Um, what generally happens is you, you start something up and um, they don't adequately fund it. Um, and you know you make a go of it, and it doesn't perform as well as they expected. But that's because nobody really knows about it. I mean, you can't say that about GB News, but um, generally, you get six months in, and someone takes over, invests properly, uh, particularly in terms of paying for publicity, and uh, it, it it then sort of takes off. Um. But that's that's pretty routinely what's what's happened for me. I've I've been part of the initial lineup for yeah four or five radio stations, and then and then I get sacked, and then they put in um, either blander, and I don't mean that um, in a sort of pejorative way, or more right wing uh, people. Uh, um, yeah. Um, Uh, there's some fun observations on YouTube, which I'm definitely not going to be uh, repeating. Jem, though, uh, has some news. Lee Hurst has been suspended from Twitter following his latest missive on wishing Chris Whitty unpleasantness. I wonder what his game plan is, too. GB News is going from strength to strength. Um... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Anyway, in other news of middle-aged white guys trying to work out what to do next, curiously relatable, um, hashtag Martin for Strictly, uh, which we talked about on Monday. Uh, it's got something in the region of uh, 150 tweets going for it now. I mean, that's that's snowballing hard. Um, I've I've pretty much read them all, so you don't have to. Um, my favourite is from a guy called Danny, who says, I saw you dancing drunk at one of your garden parties 35 years ago when you lived next door to me in Romilly. I hope you've improved. You are bloody awful. Maybe that is one of the curious ghosts to which Martin Roberts alluded. 
in his video on Twitter when he launched the hashtag Martin for Strictly. Um, Barney, uh, he, he asked on Monday if, if uh, I could write a musical about that. And it's definitely... It's definitely something I'm thinking about. Um, he's elaborated, though. Um, you could either do a lonely, washed-up version of Harry Nilsson's One, leaving a pitiful voicemail on Strictly's phone, or an upbeat ballroom dance number with Robert singing about how this will win my daughter back. <laughs> yes, Martin Roberts does say in his video, my, my daughter wants me to go on it, so it would be nice if you could do it. Awkward. Ah, uh, uh, but glittering eyes, please do it. Um... If uh, if you have access to Barney on the social media, uh, it's worth hitting him up for a fun story he has to share, which I, I'm, I'm not going to on this uh, particular platform. Uh, anyway, let's go to some of your emails. Uh, Lindsay's been in touch. I mean, this was ages ago. Uh, it says, hi, Jake, you were talking about horror and comedy. Yes, I think this was in Friday's podcast. I was sort of saying they're both two sides of the same coin. Um, in as much as, uh, you know, I can often deploy horrific imagery in comedy or um, I uh, I use comedy to um, disperse the uh, toxicity of uh, horrific imagery. Um uh, Lindsay says, I just had to throw in my two cents or two pence for you guys. Yes, I think it's about it's about one to one, isn't it right now? Uh, I absolutely 100 percent agree with you about horror and comedy being intertwined. Both rely on the weird and subversive, but it's all about timing, tone and presentation. Just like GB News, which is a curious blend of horror and comedy. Anyway, take, for example, says Lindsay, beloved horror film, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Speak for yourself. Versus beloved Christmas film, Home Alone. Both involve a child. Nancy is 16, Kevin is 8, being menaced by an adult, Freddy Krueger and the Wet Bandits, respectively. Both children rig traps all around their house to thwart the adult who's trying to hurt them. Oh my god. While Nancy's fight with Freddy is treated like a life-or-death situation, Kevin's fight against the Wet Bandits is played for laughs. On a side note, says Lindsay, I know that someone will write in and say, well, actually, Freddy Krueger only attacks in people's dreams. That is true, but Nancy manages to pull him into the real world for their final confrontation. Okay? Okay. Lindsay continues. On another side note, I remember loving Home Alone as a kid, but rewatching it as an adult is terrifying. A child is abandoned by his family and menaced by two adults. He responds to this predicament by setting traps for the adults and laughing with glee when they're maimed. There's a fan theory that Kevin grows up to be the jigsaw killer from the Saw franchise, and I agree with it. That that makes that makes sense. Anyway, says Lindsay, I'm rambling here. It's fine. Uh, we got time. But Home Alone is a horror film disguised as a Christmas comedy, and it totally rips off the ending of A Nightmare on Elm Street. I could talk forever about which beloved children's films are secretly horror movies, and I actually think that could be a fun discussion prompt. Which seemingly innocent and whimsical children's film traumatised you? Best Lindsay. Uh, yes, well, it's, uh, I was observing on the socials. Uh, I'm on Instagram, by the way. Do you do that? It's at jcap. Um that if the child catcher uh, were to skip through, uh, you know, most towns nowadays uh, and say, uh, treacle tarts, lollipops. Um, uh, if in, rather than saying, and all free today, if he were to say, uh, and all vegan today, uh, I, think, I think he'd do pretty, pretty, pretty well with that. Uh, so, yeah, that's a good example. Treacle tarts. Cream eclairs and all free today. 
There are vegans here. I can smell them. Anyway, you know what to do. It's not today at swanburst.com. What childhood film traumatised you? Maybe we can uh, share and anticipate it in some way. Anyway, uh, it's time for us to have our routine. Our slightly too loud swap shop. And uh, Neil's been in touch. I think. Oh, hang on a minute. I've still got the bed. See, that's the problem. What I really need is like a 24-channel mixer and a broadcast desk. But, no. uh, hi, here's Joseph Dobromiel. <coughs> I Hello. wish to give availability of myself to fix the John Holmes uh, uh, Acticia Sisla uh, action figurines. If you have broken John Holmes, if limb fall off, or maybe he needs screwing, contact me and I will hit it with my hammer. Yes. To call him as a boy home. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yes. You know, the neighbours, uh, they strimmed the grass. I, I just say, it's just, they doused it in petrol and set it on fire. Um, I'm kidding. Um, they are still making cars out of bits they're ordering off the internet. I make it with some parts my cousin find that tidy tip. <laughs> That's just so not okay, that song. Right, um, Alex has also been in touch about John Holmes' figures. Uh, hi, Jacob. Welcome back to the... Oh, I appear to be combining work and home learning again. Oh, goody club. Actually, uh, we're okay. Thank you very much. Uh, some very sweet, concerned messages. I, I sort of flew out the door at the end of the podcast on Monday um, because I had to go and retrieve Spike from school uh, with an outbreak of COVID-19 in his class. Turns out um, it wasn't... Uh, an outbreak in his class. It was just, that's me doing speech marks, just uh, someone's parent, um, which means we're okay and I don't believe we're required to self-isolate. Alex says, I've just finished my stretch, but judging by the number of parents on the WhatsApp group who aren't going to be testing because, well, it's too disruptive. Uh, I'm assuming it's not for long. What I really need is a broadcast desk. Anyway, uh, as we've all been having fun digging up our old John Holmes memorabilia, says Alex, how about encouraging the apostles to band together and create a new one? I'm sure you've all heard of Funko Pops. Big pardon? Funko Pops. No? Google it. See, yes, those things. Um, when you Google it, you will go, oh, right, those things. They're like generally in a little white display box. Like, you know, with a sort of uh, cellophane front and they're like figurines. They've got diminutive bodies and then big heads and they look sort of a bit sort of mangry, kind of Japanesey, kawaii. You know what I mean? Um, those things. Anyway, below, says Alex, is a link to suggest your own. So why don't we all fill one in and see if we can fool the algorithm into thinking it's the must have trend of 2021? Um Yes, Funko.com. How can I suggest a product? Uh, all the best. Alex, look, if we can get hashtag Martin for Strictly going, I don't see why we couldn't get an actual John Holmes figurine, which I would kind of really love. Uh, Pablo describes uh, Funko Pops well. He says, the bastard child of the bobblehead. Yes, that's good. Uh, what about a Weeble? I miss Weebles. 
uh, Gem asks, are we going to get on to how awful Roald Dahl books are? They really are awful, aren't they? I mean, not as bad as David Williams, but they're pretty awful. Alex says, Watership Down should not have been classified as you. Yeah, that's immediately where I went in my head. I mean, an amazing film, but really not for sure. People always assume, oh, it's an animation. I'll shout to kids. Um... Pablo says, Wurzel Gummidge is pure horror. I got to say the reboot with the little wibbly things coming out of his chin. It's quite, quite distressing. Martin says the singing ringing tree can get in the bin. Um, uh, Pablo uh, warns against. He says, I bought a load of John Holmes figures uh, off that guy. I got a box of poorly made John Hams instead. Knock off merchant. Unbelievable. Neil's not cool with nosy bonk. Um, Anyway, um, Neil says, Hi, Jake, and the appropriately named Apostles. I wonder if anyone out there has any John Holmes action figures from the Presenters of the Universe toy line. Uh, his lead character was Prince John, and whenever he held aloft his mighty weapon and proclaimed, By the power of John Reith! Uh, he was endowed with fabulous secret powers and transformed into He John, the most powerful presenter in the universe. He used those powers to stop the evil Skeletim Davy. Skeletim's main goal is to conquer the mysterious fortress of BBC Television Centre, from which he, John, draws his powers. If successful, Skeletim would have enough power to rule all of the BBC and possibly make it all slightly centre-right and not lefty at all. Even though it was called Presenters of the Universe, there was only one John produced. There were plans to create other presenters in the line, Dermot O'Leary being one, but it was poorly designed and had incredibly shoddy craftsmanship. Uh, if anyone has either he, John or Skeletim, uh, I'd love to hear from you. I'm going to leave Hedy's missive for another time uh, and instead uh, wrap this one up. Not because I need to answer the uh, phone, but it's too late for that. Hey, uh, you take care of you, guys. Uh, not today at swanverse.com. Uh, tell me about the most traumatising childhood film or TV show you saw. I bought the box set of Chucky. But I've never really dared watch it again. Remember that one? Woof. I'll be back with Davey on Friday. Our patrons will be able to watch it live. It's patreon.com slash nottodaypod if you'd like to get involved in the meantime. Bye. Okay, bye, 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 bye. This has been a Swanburst Media production. 